Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally, with a global perspective, and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, and transit adventures, and life hacks, and today... A metrospective, a retrospective, a metro retrospective, an extra special spectro retrospective on metro feats. Oh, that was good. A feats complete. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Phil in the shop. Phil, uh, founder, co-founder of Metro Feats. Co-founder, founder, co-founder, founder, founder, co-founder of a of a longtime beloved bike brand here in the Portland. You you've heard us talk about them on the show before. Um, sort of the first iteration of cargo bikes in PDX. So welcome to the studio, Phil. Hey, thank you very much for having me. And, and I know I've introduced you, but tell us a tiny bit about yourself, and then Aaron and I are going to chat with each other about our week. Uh, let's see. What about Phil? Um, 11 years doing Metro Feats. That sort of defines a bit of my life. That's okay. for sure. Um, before that, did a lot of law clerking-ish librarian stuff. Um, and just, you know, serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Can't help myself. Got Should, ideas, want to try and get them out there. Absolutely. Should we? Well, I guess we'll get into it, but uh, curious to see what's, what's on the horizon there. Um, and also talk about the last, the, yeah, last 10, 11 years here in town as well. Uh, before we get into that, Aaron, what have you been up to this week? Oh, what haven't I been up to this week? I don't know. <laughs> you, you tell me. <laughs> uh, actually, not much. Okay. Um, it's my you're off. well, I'm off now. <laughs> this is like my my first official Monday without Ooh. without having to report into work. How did it feel? Pretty good. I got a lot of laundry done. Nice, because our laundry machine is broken uh, in no. the apartment. So. Threw on the the old Bob trailer mm-hmm. and uh, um, like took all my laundry over to the yeah. quick wash. Okay, is is uh, the quick wash the go to? Not not all coin ops are created equal. They are not, and I haven't because I don't use laundromats that often. I haven't found one that I could really call home. Okay, and uh, not to get too into it, but I don't think the quick wash will be my. Uh-oh. Laundromat of choice. No. So I'm going to turn the tables here real quick, just for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. please, Palooza. What you got? What, do, what oh, you got? What, yeah. yeah. what, what have, have, have I done? What have I done in Palooza? Nothing. Don't be shameful. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, foosball Palooza, by the way, is oh, yeah. happening as we speak it's right now. Mm. Yeah, live stream that. I wish I could. God. I bet. All right. I bet. Well. Yeah, he's probably like doing stuff. I was gonna say, I bet we could like call up Iverson. Huh? And, like, <laughs> hey, Eric, <laughs> tell us what you're doing. Easily, I'm I'm carrying a trailer with a heavy ass foosball table. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, grilled by bike was great. I don't know. Did we talk about that before? I'm I don't trying think... to remember. We got rained on, and we just sat there for a long time. I think we time. talked briefly about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So. Let's see. After Grilled by Bike, uh, there was the Guthrie Ride, which we rode for a little while. And um, that was cool that we went through that powwow. And at one point, uh, Anna and I were discussing, should we join the powwow? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. It was (laughs) one, like, I had been actually meaning to go up there last night, uh, but I got done with work. And for lack of a better term, I was 
freaking exhausted. So uh, they were super nice. I kind of hung out there in the afternoon, but they were mostly getting set up. Um, so they're doing sort of the pre-ride. And uh, yeah, super nice folks. I, I, I don't know if you recall them when we, were, when we were riding through. They were sort of like flagging us. They had like parking. Yeah, um, that was so folks, cool. Folks sort of monitoring. And I, I was like surprised that they actually remembered me from the afternoon because some of them were saying like, oh, these are these are the polite like cycleists and i'm like oh yeah because oh. i because i uh came up and like other? checked if it was okay if we rode through and they're like yeah go for it it's it's totally fine uh, so when you say powwow you mean like a first nations powwow yeah, yeah. oh yeah. that's red yeah it's the cool. nara powwow oh, great. um and they have um folks from all over the u.s who are coming to that and so uh, i met a gal from Let's see. She was from the Midwest. I'm, I want to say Ohio, but it seems like folks are, are traveling from a decent amount of space and time to That's just cool. kind of come together for one good weekend there as, at the powwow. Not a pedal palooza ride, but I did ride up uh, to Aztec Willys. Uh, okay. Which is have you have you ever been there? What is that? It's a, it's an, first off, like don't let the name fool you. It is authentic. Um, it's it's a Mexican restaurant bar. Okay. Um, but they opened early uh, on Sunday morning for the Mexico versus uh, oh, yeah. Germany oh, yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, have, did you guys what see this? What a shocker. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, so shocker. great. I wonder who paid who. How much, <laughs> how much they made to get that one through. Oh, really? Oh, no. no fill no. me in. That fill me happens. in. That never happens. That never happens. No. Yeah, there's, there's, also, there Mexi- no Mexico doesn't have the, the kind uh... of cash to do that anyway. <laughs> right. Right. Um. It was a big upset. Uh, bef- the night before, uh, I was just looking up. You know, sort of. I'm not really into sports. Let me let me put that out there. But you can appreciate. Well, when it comes to World Cup, I'm yeah. all about it. Come on, it's a whole different thing. Um, and I looked up like uh, sort of um, projections for the game and what's going to happen. And one thing said Germany was favored like 64% chance of winning. Yeah. Okay. And like, like Mexico's chance of winning 12%. It was, it was like 25, 30% chance of a tie. Mm -hmm. This is like higher probability that they would tie than Mexico would win. Mexico brought their 12%. Let me tell you. Yeah, they did. Amazing game. And if you're (laughs) sort of like a a betting person, that's when you're just really glad that you stick with the home team, no matter what, (laughs) like for some percentage of people who are like, hell Yeah. That that feels good. Yeah, Northam, go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right before like the final whistle, I got my phone out and like was videoing the crowd to get like everybody's reaction when it was like final because you know it was like thirty seconds left. Pretty sure Germany wasn't going to score. Yeah. And uh, Germany had like a shot on goal in that last thirty seconds, and um, the goalie, gosh, Ochoa, yeah, yeah. just. Just grabbed it, bounced it right it. out. Yeah, yeah it, was it was so awesome. And so like everyone's like cheering, and then in that last second, uh, first off, the place was packed. Okay, and we're talking and, like eight in the morning, nine yeah, in the morning, eight okay. in the morning. Yeah. Um. Well, that was when kickoff was, so it was like closer to ten. Okay. But anyways, uh, so I have like my camera sort of panning, getting everyone's reaction, and then like when that final whistle goes, like all you see is just shadows of like everybody like jumping. <laughs> That was so nice. awesome. You got to yeah. post that. I might. Yeah. It'd be good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. Uh, I, I've i never, like, actually went to a place to watch a game. Mm-hmm. If a if a game was happening when I was at a place, you know, I might stay and watch it if it was something I wanted mm-hmm. to watch. But 
that was the first time I actually was like, hey, let's get up early and, and go watch this thing. Yeah. It was amazing. And and for those who want to get up early, but not quite so early, <laughs> do you know where you can catch the tail end of some World Cup games? Sports with sound. What? Over at the Beer Mongers. At Southeast Division and 12? That's correct. Courtesy of, or our beers are courtesy of. <laughs> our beers are courtesy of. Our beverages are yes. courtesy of. We the Beer Mongers. Yes. What are you having over there, Phil? Uh, let's see. I'm having uh, the St. Rocket Surgery. It's a hazy India pale ale. And it's this level ain't beer. rocket and, surgery. Uh, I gotta say, Level's doing a pretty good job. I haven't opened it yet, but I already know it's gonna be great. Excellent. Yeah. I like the uh, the method of choosing beers by what their labels look like is really paying <laughs> off here. Oh yeah. Uh, this is like it's got some kind of like operation thing yeah, going it's on. Like the here. classic operation game where you know where it goes if you get it yeah. wrong. Yeah, this is it's looking good. But there's a rocket. And even though it says this ain't rocket surgery it's mm-hmm. it is look at that oh, yeah they're Since being we're on radio check this out it's or, totally cool or maybe <laughs> it's, it's maybe it's their statement towards um and I, I don't i don't actually know if i could name any names if i tried it's theoretically highfalutin beer brewing like maybe they're just saying hey folks it's not really like it's hard but it's not that hard it's, <laughs> yeah, you let's don't just, have let's to just make, make a good hazy ipa it just malts in water anybody could do it exactly right? chuck yeah. it in a barrel maybe a mash tun who knows you tried uh, mystery something beers? something beer mystery beers from people that homebrew i have actually yeah. How, how'd it go for you it actually went surprisingly well see maybe he's onto something yeah there. Who knows? <laughs> but but so um actually i have a friend down in southeast who's been getting very much so into home brewing and i i do have to admit that as someone who's home brewed in the past and has not been as like pleased overall with one's results home brewing <laughs> in general like it's it's kind of one of those that that for most folks, I feel that my experience has been you appreciate the effort that they put into it, but the beer itself is not always being the most amazing. That being said, um, I actually had an amazing homebrew for the first time ever. And I, I, I told them that like you could put that on tap at pretty much any bar and people wouldn't bat an eye. Like they wouldn't be able to, nice. to tell the difference. So That's I, a- 20, 28 years strong in my first uh, good experience with a homebrew, <laughs> but I've tried and failed many times myself. We should have a pedal palooza ride next year. Just the homebrew home ride. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised there is Holy one. Shit. Yeah. Is there one? That's maybe like, there is one. I just there might know. be. There's yeah. a missed opportunity. Yeah, or Thanks, an opportunity <laughs> in the future. <laughs> what are you drinking there, Aaron? Oh, just an old heroes blend from Lionheart. Yum. Yes, this is actually my favorite of the Lionheart blends. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a dry kombucha, so you're not getting yes. real sweet. No, there's no sugar. Well, there is sugar because, you know, you have to for the kombucha. But let's see. What is it? Gotta feed mommy. The mother. Three grams total sugar in there. Three grams. That's pretty good. I don't know. Oh, wait. We've made it how many days since saying the name of a diet, which I won't mention? <laughs> whole 30? It's got me thinking about it. Oh, no. A whole 30 days without mentioning it? Where's our calendar in the studio? All right, let's reset that calendar right. to one or zero. How many, how many uh, episodes have we done many, before I've mentioned it? Maybe six. I think we got about six in. Oh, Phil is really like Oh, this beer is really good. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, it's excellent. rocket surgery. So, it's um, a good beer. In terms of in terms of label choosing, both of these are actually courtesy of Sean's taste and oh, pick. Yeah. So this week, because um, it's really hard to tell if a IPA is hazy looking through an aluminum can, <laughs> I decided <laughs> to rely on his expertise. <laughs> and uh, glad to see Sean never disappoints. So yeah, thanks to the beer mongers for the beer. Yeah, um, I wanted to touch base with you. How you're doing? How am I doing? Yes, I'm doing well. Because. 
last I heard, oh, you, yeah. you had a you had a little run in with a motor vehicle. This is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. It's more like in hindsight, just kind of hilarious to me. Really? Yeah. Well, that's- Good, I, mean, I guess. Like, so I've biked in all of these places where as soon as you tell somebody where you're traveling, they're like, oh, you're going to get killed. And then like, <laughs> of course, I, I think it's statistical likelihood that I would get hit in Portland eventually. Um, but it's just kind of hilarious to me that Portland is that place of all places based on where I've ridden elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, the the exciting part of the Guthrie ride this year was that Guthrie got hit. Oh. And uh, the, my favorite part of it was that as I hope one could anticipate, it was while I was in the right of way and uh, leading the group into a section. So if folks are familiar with Portland, there's an I-205 bike path. And we were basically 80% of the way through the ride. And there's one section where one must go across a crosswalk um, in two locations to get through and to the bus system slash pathway that connects up to Prescott Street. This is just after the Glen Jackson Bridge? Yeah, just after. So basically, okay. you take the Glen, you, you sort of have a, hit a T there, take a right, go down about eight blocks, and then you're crossing over kind of by where sandy. the... Sandy! No, not quite sandy. No? It's, uh, it's not that. What's it? The Columbia Columbia Boulevard, maybe? or Or one of those... Far ones up north. Yeah. I, I could look at a map. But anyway, <laughs> we, we had a glorious 30 seconds with a walk signal to get across the crosswalk. And uh, nice. there was a plenty of time. There was a driver who had stopped fully and was continuing to be stopped for about 15 seconds as we approached and then all of a sudden decided to go. Oh. Uh, so, so, you know, it's just like, well, uh, OK. Uh, but yeah, I was I was cycling along. I'll I'll fine and dandy and then uh, i think actually this is one of the few instances in my life where i can say smoking saved my life because uh, her window was cracked because she had a cigarette and i didn't see what happened but the persons behind me who were riding uh like all 16 witnesses strong started shouting all of a sudden and uh, before i knew it 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 was a it was collision zone so i'm actually incredibly fortunate in the sense that had she accelerated about Maybe a second or two earlier, my ankle probably would have been pulp. But oh. fortunately, it hit the rear end of the bike. And uh, kudos to disc brakes because your wheel can be pretty wobbo, but you can still get home on a pedal please uh, ride yes. if, you've, if you've got your disc brakes to work for you. So, um, yeah, I, I I guess what I have to say, and I'll and I'll try not to get on my high horse of like, look before you fucking press the gas pedal. Uh, but, but seriously, but, look, look before you press the gas pedal. There, there's a there. You can look left, you can look forward, you can look right and back. Um, but check at least like two to three ish of those before proceeding into an intersection. Ideally, front, forward, and left. Uh, you know, left and right. So with that, especially if if you're going over a crosswalk. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and the funny part was like everybody had lights. Like we were lit up as far as uh, like visibility goes. Yeah. And, and with that, um, it I think it was kind of the best of circumstances where she realized she had fucked up. I was just dead calm about it. Like yeah. in, in that instance, especially if there's people on tour, like I might be ten tempted to get a little bit irate but something about having people with you on a ride just makes you go like all right let's let's get to the details so right. um a couple of the riders were very kind and and made sure that she wouldn't you know do like a hit and run there uh but basically we we sort of stopped we looked at each other and um she she rolled her window down further and i said you know hey here's a spot uh go ahead and pull over there and we'll we'll trade info so oh, that's, that's cool that's just kind of what happened and uh it it in a really fortunate sense the the wheel i think can be trued out 
Oh. And uh, there's a little bit of a scuff on the frame. I think I mostly, the frame of the bike mostly got hit by her license plate. And so, um, yeah, just kind of a, kind of one of those things where, yeah, I got hit and there was a little bit of damage, but anything less than that, you, it it wouldn't have been a collision. Right. uh, Oh, that's good. Any insurance stuff going on? Yeah. I mean, we got insurance info, honestly, like. As part of the settlement, can you make her ride for a month? Well, so that that's where I'm in a bit of a <laughs> conundrum. Is like, should be. I, like I, I've, always, I've always joked about it. Uh, it's, it's true, but like at the same time, like I don't want to fucking ruin somebody's life. Like if there's no harm, there's in my you're opinion, not ruining their life. You're adding to it. Am I adding <laughs> you to it? You gotta make them ride a bicycle for a month. No, <laughs> I, I just don't. In perspective. It's I, don't, I don't come at it that way though. I just I just don't. It's like in in one hand, I I would like would feel some of that that urge to be like yeah stick it to this person or like uh every now and then <laughs> mostly mostly with the back injury there i've been like wow if i get hit now i can just like say that it hurt my back um, <laughs> oh, but, but like yeah. that's that would be that would be lying and so <laughs> well, uh, perhaps you could ask her if she wants to it, exactly uh so what what basically happened is um she was like super shaken up and uh had just gotten done with a graveyard shift and was kind of trying to get back oh, home so man. she was looking left for a semi-truck so that she could enter in at the right sort of queuing and simply failed to check her right like it, yeah. it's as easy as that yeah, uh, yeah and what I, what I i will i will give a little bit of sympathy to the driver now that you mentioned the graveyard shift yeah I, mean, like, I, I don't i've done those it's it's I'd yeah be driving home on like country roads in like you know middle of nowhere michigan and mm-hmm. just you, you could tell one you, of these days was like you know i'm gonna end up in a ditch i'm gonna end up yeah, dead whatever yeah. You know, I mean, she pulled over. You could tell she hard. was very sincere about, oh, like, she cute. was shaken. She was really shaken. Like, she was honestly more shaken up than I was. Oh. Uh, wow. And so, yeah, we basically traded information, got everything that I needed to follow up if need be, uh, let her know that I would get it quoted out in terms of bike damage and let her know by Friday. But physically, uh, when she asked if I was all right, um, from from my experience and other people getting hit, I said, "Well, I'm not sure, but I'll let you know later." <laughs> you know, because who Cause wants never, to let? Yeah. yeah, who wants to let adrenaline do the talking there? Yeah, that's a good um, point. But yeah, how no, about but, this? Part of the settlement is she has to ride the Guthrie ride next year. Oh, I nice. honestly, she's welcome on the Guthrie ride. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would encourage her to join. I I think it more than anything else just boils down to thank God nobody got fucked up. And let's let's take a let's let's learn from this. And so if 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 she is a more careful and attentive driver in the future, that to me is a win. Right on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad hit. you're OK. They got free ride. I'm fine. I'm, I'm glad your bike isn't too messed up. <laughs> totally. I called my dad on Father's Day yesterday and was like, hey, guess what, dad? Uh, <laughs> happy. Happy Father's Day. I got hit by a car. <laughs> you were right. Yep, yep. It, it finally happened. Darn it, but it happened in the right of way. <laughs> so, hey, what you what you going to do? I, it's kind of like that that plain uh, saying, what is any any wreck you can walk away from is a good one. That's right. And in my in my now experience any any bike wreck you can ride back home from is a decent one right too. On. so uh yeah keep keep an eye out for your fellow you know users of public roadways uh and look right before you press the gas pedal that's all i ask <laughs> it's a big multimodal world out there it's true very true so that that's my story i'm glad you're okay yeah, yeah no kidding yeah, I'll I'll go get hit somewhere else in some point in the future. But, <laughs> but Phil, if I if I die, it'll be in the right of way. Damn it, <laughs> Phil. Have you ever been hit by a car? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was, was uh, going down Broadway. Well, actually, Widler, 
back in the day before there were bike lanes in Portland. I mean, there were a few. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't was, remember these days. Oh, those were the times I haven't when been you'd around see another biker one. and you just like, ring your bell if you had one. Mm. Or you'd go, hey, hey and what's everyone's up? like really excited and smiling mm-hmm. and like, oh, there's another bike out there. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going along Widler and this cop came barreling out of a uh, alleyway. And I went right over the hood. Oh, <laughs> it gosh. was pretty crazy. And he, oh my gosh, he was so embarrassed and like, are you oh, okay? Man. And here's my card. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he's like, I buy too. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I was fine. Yeah, I just That's somehow good. I like grabbed my bike and rolled over the hood and it was pretty slow. It wasn't super fast. Um, and another time I was hit on the um i don't know this car just right widler is mostly an uphill too yeah Yeah. it's just barely yeah so it's it's nice but going down broadway approaching the broadway bridge Mm. there's that turn where the old um theater used to be where uh let's see if i'm getting my breweries right upright breweries in the basement now Mm -hmm. okay yeah great brewery Mm. right where it takes the turn if you're going down broadway it's yeah, and a car took a ride on that street that's shut down now mm. and uh, totally took me out. And oh. I, don't, I don't remember the accident. But oh, no. Yeah, people told me what happened, and but I was fine. Just a little <laughs> bit of dra- brain trauma. <laughs> yeah, that part, that's that part where your brain erased bikes, the yeah, memory. So I'm <laughs> that's like, oh, why you start. cargo bikes sound like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sit in the front of the cargo. You can be the spotter now. You can be like, hey, look out for look out for that person. Right, yeah, totally. Well, shucks, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it all worked out, so. I saw uh, two other wrecks in Portland today. Really? Which reminds me, I should call and actually report the one that happened. Uh, yeah, get that thing on the map. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I am all for. The the There was somebody going down uh, downtown, and it was part of um, a parade that was happening. And I think somebody, you know, just kind of in that into Portland, there's a ton of people not really, like, looking. But somebody got wrecked on the park blocks there because oh they were... Uh, somebody was pulling out of the park blocks and somebody on probably like an eleven or $12,000 Savella was coming down the hill and probably no more than like 20, 25 or so. They didn't, they weren't going that fast, but uh vehicle or driver pulled out in front of them and boom, over the hood that went. So wasn't Joe wheels, was it? What? God, I hope not. I don't know. Who, who's Joe Wills? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll know soon we'll enough. Know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, well, um, the front half of the Cervello was certainly up, sad. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. and it looked oh, like no. the, the cyclist was able to get up. Um, but same deal, you know, just somebody else kind of as a bystander saying, make sure they pull over. Because, uh, right. you know, screw hit and runs. That's just no fun. Yeah. No, yeah. Was, Have uh, you gotten hit, Aaron? You know, I haven't. I haven't yet. Okay. Um, Have you been hit on? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm setting just that kidding. thing up. Ouch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I I've had a lot of close calls. Mm. Um and yeah, there there's a there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if like if I had gotten hit in that moment, if this driver would have been a little bit more sympathetic to me than hmm. if they had almost hit me and I'm like screaming, hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. Cause then their adrenaline's run in and then they're, you know, now I'm just one of those like a-hole <laughs> cyclists that are just yelling at cars. It's and, so, yeah. It's so yeah. tempting though. Like Jane, uh, two nights ago was riding home. So this is, this is my new campaign for, uh, not mayor is, Bike lanes both ways on Broadway uh, because it's just so interesting to have a bike lane that leads into town 
but for that same like huge transit corridor you you have to wait to the bridge to actually pick up the bike lane and right. so oh, right. um, yeah. it's kind of like the king of division thing where it's like fuck it i'm gonna ride it anyway <laughs> uh but if you're taking a turn off of kutcher davis like sure why would you go side street for four or five blocks just to be able to take a turn by the post office it just makes so much more sense oh, yeah. to just get on broadway and ride yeah um and so with that she actually had a uber driver behind her that decided to pull up and started shouting obscenities at her about like getting out of the effing road and uh wow she simply had it and gave him an earful as well but it was late and uh he happened to have an engine therefore he caught the next few lights yeah uh, but it's just like what the fuck like i just feel like people have been very aggro this week in portland <laughs> i maybe yeah. maybe it's every week but uh it, it touched closer to home for me this one right yeah i've had a i've had a few less than pleasant interactions mm -hmm. this this month too i i don't know i imagine like you know with the weather being much nicer out um there's a lot more people on bikes and then there's a lot more people vacationing too okay. so you have all sort of i don't know if it's like a perfect storm of like all modes converging into this mm -hmm. pretty limited space we're not making any more roads over here hopefully <laughs> and and second uh, highway the, to Mount Hood. Oh wait, just kidding. <laughs> and the roads that we do have, like, are pretty narrow for the most part, for, <laughs> especially for the amount of traffic that they're um, that they're moving. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I I I'll, I'm fighting the temptation to go straight into solvency, <laughs> <laughs> but just do just uh, just acknowledging that there's a lot of people on the road. Yep you know, in a very limited space. And I, I think, um, it's caused yeah. a, a lot of like aggro it's, uh, interactions. It's also interesting too, because I get to see this paradox pretty often where people will travel to town and you kind of have not, not two camps. I don't, I don't seek to divide into two necessarily, but you'll have folks who are just so, oh, but it is us and them. Well, let's or, go or, or no, more. I'm so it's, it's people who are incredibly <laughs> impressed with how like, chill and how easygoing and how like mellow things are so i mean best example would be many folks traveling up from la um if you if you take a bike around town you just see them like really just shirking off to the off to the side they're oh, like yeah? oh god i like i'm gonna get killed and then what what's most pleasing about that is typically by the end of the day or the end of the ride folks will come back and they'll be like whoa that was actually pretty cool. Like I could ride around town and not yeah. get yelled at or honked at or, you know, killed. Uh, but then there's the other end of that spectrum where people really appreciate that. But then, you know, uh, do as I say, but don't do as I do. And, and they'll be like, you know, in, in that one, uh, like sort of microcosmic interaction, very pleased and then just turn right around and be like, yeah, fuck this. And like, get out of the way. So it's like, yeah. you can, you can embrace or not embrace that. But I, I think the heat, personally has something to do with it anytime it's hotter it seems that uh we, we tend to get a bit more also hot under the cuff interesting yeah yeah i mean anything over 80 it's it's just misery here in portland <laughs> man that's when like that's my time to shine like nice. 75 to 80 those are my like magic yeah temperatures all the time so 80 <clears throat> raining sucks yep. oh when oh. it's raining in 80 yeah a thunderstorm <laughs> yesterday too oh, that, that was, was pretty cool anyone yeah, anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a cool little rainbow outside of our house with like mm -hmm. the clouds were like purple and pink as well. Mm, so the rainbow nice. like really set it off. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was I that's one of my things about Portland that I really miss about living in eastern Oregon is we don't get that many thunderstorms. So I was 
uh, I think I kind of freaked some people out on the uh, William Spike path because every time we heard a peal of thunder, I was sitting there like pumping my fist going, yeah, yeah, thunder. <laughs> so, so everybody else is like cowering under a, or under a tree just seeking shade right. or seeking cover. Um, but yeah, yay, yay for thunderstorms in Portland. I'm a, I'm a fan. Well, Phil, we didn't bring you here into the studio to talk about thunderstorms, or, <laughs> or maybe we did. Car crashes or, or anything. Or, well, we well, did. We did. We did. Yeah. Bring yeah. Thank beer. you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us this evening. Yeah, and of course. Uh, you you've had quite quite a track, and you've been up to quite a lot, even just in this last year. But sort of fill us in. Uh, I know Bike Portland did a really good sort of retrospective on the, the history of Metro Feats, but uh, take us, if you will, through sort of the journey of uh, what's been happening these past couple of years. Well, first off, let's start at the beginning. Oh, yes. sorry, I, I don't You're mean good. to run over. Let's start at the beginning and and sort of inform our listeners what is a Metro Feats and what set that apart as a as a Bach Feats. And maybe we should define what a Bach Feat is. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Bach Feat is a Bach Feats is well, it a... translates to box bike. And it's essentially a bike with a box in the front. Yeah. A plus. Um, um, but yeah, what, what, I don't know what made you decide to build them. Um, and I know we kind of talked about this before, but let's maybe. Yeah. Well, my buddy Jamie and I, we decided that there was this really cool kind of a bike that we could probably make, probably make, but probably, <laughs> you know, we borrowed one from a guy, Rick Wilson. And he, we rode it around for, gosh, like a week. He didn't even know us. But this is the beautiful thing about Portland is that, you know, people are pretty trusting here. And I hunted him down after seeing someone ride one with their kid in it. It was just just amazing to me that there was a bike out there that could do this sort of thing. You know, had a kid in it, groceries. And it just, it looked effortless to ride. Although I found out later it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch, the Dutch tank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty heavy. And, and there were a lot of other things about it that for flat landing are perfect, but climbing hills, um, you know, it had a really slack geometry. So you, you were sitting way back and mm -hmm. if you were to stand up, you'd have to almost like push your feet backwards oh, um, okay. to, to get at the pedals. Hmm. Um, and if you're a little bit taller, which I'm not, but uh, even then I was still bashing my knees up against the box when I was climbing the hills. Uh, that wasn't cool. So I just like had this kind of awkward movement uh, to get up the hills. And then braking, I had to plan ahead to brake because I had roller brakes on it. Oh, yeah. oh. And, you know, because, of course, I had to load it up. And then I was barreling down out of the East Hills here in Portland. And uh, it, it got really exciting mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to stop that thing. So there, you know, I thought to myself, like, how hard could this be to build and I talked to my buddy Jamie and and he's like oh yeah this is you know this is something we could totally do let's do this um, without any experience or any really prior knowledge of how to build a bike like this we'd worked on some freak bikes before um, we had attempted and successfully built some bikes out of the atomic zombies bicycle builders bonanza book which is really fun is that book still I was going to say available? is it still around oh yeah you can go yeah. get it there's like eight copies at Multnomah County Library oh nice and they're great um, and Atomic Zombie's great. He's like, build it out of, you know, electrical conduit. It's great. Do it. Just, you know, you'll figure it out. If, it, if you can't weld, bolt it together. I like that. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Just, just do it and you'll find out where you need to improve. You know, that kind of. <laughs> if it breaks, build another one. Right. Yeah. And, and, and at what point are you out much? It's mostly time. Right. Mm. So, yeah. So we decided to start building them as building them. And it took us like two years uh, to build two. 
and we really just fell in love with the whole you know idea of that kind of a bike and what we could do with it and people started knocking on our door um saying hey we want to have you build us one of these bikes? We're like, no way, you'll die. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We have no clue. Um, the first one was a fluke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, have have you tried to build a kickstand that like lifts it off the ground but doesn't drag and flop around? It was just yeah. There are all these uh-huh. little details mm-hmm. that we labored over, just labored over. I can't, in, you know, thinking back on it, believe that we actually were able to do it. Um, but we did, and then we started building them from for other people. And as time went on, we built more and more and more. And it just kind of turned into this business that um, normally, I mean, when I started a business, I really planned it out. And this was just an idea of building something for us that we were going to use for our families and just getting around town. Yeah. And then it... And then it became a huge. Then it became this Metro this Feats. thing, yeah. <laughs> and where did the name Metro Feeds derive? Well, my wife and I were walking our our really bad dog up <laughs> in Forest Park. She was terrible, um, but we loved her. Um, we called her the Land Shark. She just barked at everything. Ah. Um, we were up in Forest Park walking her around, and we were just thinking about names. And she's like, "Well, what about Metro? It's kind of like city and." And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, Feats, Dutch, Bike. Yeah, that's cool, mm-hmm. Metro Feats. And yeah, so we just kind of mashed it up together. And the domain name was available. That was a really big <laughs> <That's>, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Which even 10 yeah, years ago was a You didn't have to like, buy it from somebody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a mashup of two different words. It wasn't a real word. Um, and so we just decided to name it Metro Feats. Some days I just regretted that because it's like, how do you spell that? What's that? Uh, you know, the, would you have like the Feats part? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Would people I, think it's like a foot or yeah. what? Yeah. They're But it's spelled similar to Bach Feats, right? It is. It's the same ending of that. Yeah. So, so folks from, uh, Amsterdam wouldn't necessarily have a disconnect per se. Yeah. And we wanted to honor that tradition to, you know, the Feats, Feats and, Mm-hmm. idea it's like yeah it's a bike it's a city bike nice yeah getting getting it around so you know one thing led to another and we just kept building more and more and more and it got really crazy and hectic and so we decided to start doing it full-time there were like three years maybe where we weren't doing it full-time and yeah once we started doing it full-time it just became super obsessive of course i always labor over details and mm-hmm. i really like the dorky stupid things about business that most everyone else hates i like you know figuring out bookkeeping <laughs> oh yeah i like figuring out automation i like import and export we did a lot of that for parts mm-hmm. um i like doing a lot of programming as far as steps go for manufacturing um and no one was gonna pay me to do this <laughs> you know, no right. one. they would have fired me immediately but <laughs> oh, they gotta really? make all the different mistakes that you know you're bound to make when huh. you're starting a new business and and even when you're still doing a business uh, you're bound to make mistakes. And so we, yeah, we figured it out. Did you ever have a, or, or what What would be a good example of something that through the process just kind of blindsided you that, that you then eventually overcame? I'd imagine there might be a few of those, but just kind of as an insight to the troubles of, of getting something like this started up and then overcoming those as well. Yeah. Like how do you make a whole bunch of bikes when you have uh, a pretty strong demand and yet you don't know how to make the bike. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a good one to hear. That was a really big one. And so um, what we did is we just looked at like how do other bike manufacturers do it? You know, we may not be huge and we certainly were not uh, a big company, um, but we looked at different processes, of, you know, like assemblies, like how do you assemble 
a bike in a production environment? Um, how do you make a bike in a production environment? And there are a lot of good test cases out there. So we'd look at those, watch a lot of videos on YouTube, um, talk to people that had done it before. The bike building community here is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. There's lots oh, of frame builders here. Yeah. yeah. Tons. And and although um, most of them are certainly not in production building, there are a few like Danucci um, who did that uh, for quite a few years. And he, I don't know why he gave us all the advice he did. He was very generous and he was like, oh, you kids will figure it out, but you should probably try doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy Newlands was great. Um, gosh, yeah, he taught us a lot of stuff. Tony, um, bachelor over at Tonic Fabrication. Okay. That guy was, yeah, I can't say enough about him. I mean, he, he helped us do our dropouts. Um, help us like put together a lot of the different processes we had for cutting out parts. Like how do you cut out a whole bunch of parts at once? Right. How do you put them together and doing sub assemblies and Wade Beecham over at Vulture Cycles, um, who's now building carbon fiber airplanes of all things. Right. He's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> he had a huge contribution to it and, and many more folks that I'm not probably talking about cause I can't remember, but sure. Um, yeah, lots of help, mm-hmm. lots of help. And I think, Within that community too, that's that's kind of a theme. Is people, even if it's theoretically competition, like it's also not. Uh, it's people wanting to get invested in each other's projects and really see each other succeed through that. And I think that's uh, something that's always been really special. I, I think there's parallels to that in the beer culture here in Portland as Absolutely. well, yeah. where sort of a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, I think beer mongers would probably tell you that there's a lot of collaboration between brewers, and you know, if like someone's hazy IPA is out in the shop, you know, someone else will be like, oh, hey, I can bring them in. Or, or the other brewers will recommend someone else's rad hazy IPA to bring into a shop. So, mm-hmm. um, which I'm drinking one right now. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like that that culture of helping. I think um, the West Coast, but especially Portland, we were so isolated for such a long time that that um, got ingrained into the culture, that helping and can-do attitude. It's like, you know, you you can't, like back in the 1800s, you couldn't just, you know, go over and grab something out of the parts store. You had to figure out how to make it. Oh, and yeah. you had to bring all of your friends and people that you knew to bear to help you figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the community, too, really sort of identified that and sought that out within Metro Feats. I, I think like some of my favorite examples of, at least in, in just sort of daily life that I know of, bikes that you folks have made. Uh, just kind of doing neat things like uh, Charlie for oh, yeah. um, cup and bar roasting or, or mm-hmm. ranger slash trailhead like that. That one just flew over to Europe. And it's it's kind of neat to see that a Metro Feats is kind of this ambassadorship to other countries at this point. Like, did you at what point did you realize like this is, I, I guess I'd say like bigger than oneself or when did that really sink in for you? Well, I mean, our, our customers have always taught us more. Uh, about what the bike should be or can do than we even knew. Um, they they always came to us with ideas of that we just never would have come up with on our own. And so they they really drove the product for us. I mean, Hopworks is another really good example of that. Mm. Christian Ettinger, you know, I sat down with them because Jamie and I were homebrewers, still are, and and we wanted to have a bike 
that could haul around a bunch of beer and freak people out. That was, right. the, that was the base concept. <laughs> Break out the squares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Christian really focused that for us. He's like, okay, so we're gonna have a bar top. It's gonna be inlaid wood. And we're gonna have you know these two kegs, and then we're like, oh yeah, we could use diamond plate, run some stuff through it. So chill it. And then we talked to Dave Levy, who had done a lot of fabrication for him. And he helped us build some of that stuff. Like he did all the diamond plate, the aluminum welding for that. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, there's a lot of um, customers that would come out and say, you know, we want to try and do this. What do you think? We're like, we don't know, but we'll try it. And, you know, it's going to cost you a lot of money because (laughs) we have to waste our time to do it. uh, Figuring out on your dime. And they're like, well, that's cool. Or sometimes they'd say no, you know, but you're right. Yeah, but yeah, we we would go ahead with those designs, and most of them worked. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that Hopworks bike, I don't know why. It we worked. should post a photo with that oh, too. Yeah. That's yeah. a it's yeah, an we'll amazing definitely. piece of work. Yeah, two kegs, full inlaid bar, and we had to use special taps. Mike over at Steinbart's helped us uh, figure out these low profile taps, and we modified them so oh. you could get the kegs in underneath. Yeah, the big okay. There's a like a monster top tube that supports the bar, and. When we finished it, we're like, oh, there's like five millimeters clearance <laughs> for the keg. And Mike's like, don't worry, kids. I got this all figured out for you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What was one of your favorite projects in in addition to the Hopworks? What what would be a, another fun one that you've worked on over the years? Well, there's the Bike Talk, uh, Bike Doctor down in Sacramento, the NNTMA, the North Natomas Transportation Administration. I don't think I've never heard of this. Oh one. yeah, that was the the first mobile bicycle repair bike that we built, and they they said we need to have three mechanics with all their tools, like a full complement. Um, they have to be able to take this bike out and make it work. And we're like, well, we don't know if three people can be on the bike, but what if there are <laughs> two road bikes beside and we could build this big box and yeah. fit it out? And it took a lot of research, and we contacted Park Tool, um, and they helped us figure out. Um, a whole new tool complement that they had. They hadn't really put together for anyone before, um, but they came up with a kit because we had a very specific right. amount Limited of space, space. Yeah. Yeah, that we mm-hmm. we could use. And they helped us figure that out and we made this for them and it's still running today. That's pretty cool. That's so pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. They'll go out onto, there's a, like a river walk um, that they have downtown Sacramento and then the whole river trail and they go around and fix people's bikes. Like if they hear a squeaky chain, they'll stop and set up and I mean, you know help people fix it. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's been my one of my sleeper ideas for a film by bike movie is <laughs> as far as superheroes in Portland go, like chain person exactly. uh, <laughs> chasing you down and oiling your chain so that it will be quiet again. One moment, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was the point that you realized that, you know, this wasn't just a hobby or this wasn't just sort of a passion like this this would become a real thing cuz it's been going on for yeah, we, we 11 years. Yeah, 11 yeah. years there. Yeah, when we had people working for us and it was supporting, you know, more than just Jamie and myself. Um that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really neat. And the, like all the people associated with the projects, um being able to pull them in and make them part of these really cool projects and just not having to worry about are the bills going to get paid? Mm. <laughs> you know, or <laughs> right. or or even putting money into it. Um, in the beginning, you know, we put a lot of cash and time into it, more time than cash. Um, but, <laughs> that's that's, that's a good, good, right? a good ratio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Did you find, um, so at some point, Metrofeet sort of started doing more of uh, like that production line you were mm-hmm. talking about. Um, and, and in terms of the custom bikes, you've done 
Would you say you've done more custom bikes than you've done production bikes, or is it kind of sort of like 50-50 there in terms oh, of Oh, the... it's, it's well over um, 50-50 for the production. Okay. So there's certainly more production bikes out there. Um, but but it's kind of hard to answer that because a lot of the what we called modules internally or boxes, custom boxes, um, went on the bike. So we made sure that the production bike itself was like a base okay. um, that you could play with. And then everything inside of that area where the cargo box went, or even trailers, we built trailers too for folks that mm-hmm. um, had oh, like wash stations or, you know, hand basins or yeah. could keep stuff cold or keep stuff hot. Um, we did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, by far and away, there's more um, of this, the production bikes out there. Okay. Yeah. Was Metrofeeds behind the um, Dutch tub or am I thinking about No, but, oh, okay. <laughs> but Clever Cycles sold our bikes for a while. And yeah, Todd, okay. Todd and Dean and crew and Martina over there, they got the Dutch tub thing going. Gotcha. So gotcha. Cool. And the yeah. Dutch the Dutch tub, for those who don't know, is a mobile hot tub. Was. Was. A was yes. Yeah. They, oh, they're still out there. They, they, <laughs> they, they had like a... A three mile service area in Portland. You could you could rent a hot tub in your backyard via Brompton. Yeah, yes. believe that. that yes, was, <laughs> they would haul it via Brompton. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Ugh. They had a custom trailer. Maybe it wasn't custom, but they had a trailer that they hooked up to the. It bike. was yeah yeah. I'm, I can't remember how it went, but it, and it, had it a was really like um cool thermal couple. So yep. the, there's a steel build coil. a fire yeah. around the coil, and yeah. then that would like because of convection yep. would like run the, the water mm. through that and heat up the water that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. Go yeah. convection. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder where they all ended up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I definitely haven't seen the Dutch tub around. Oh no. Clever, well, does, like, Clever does not own the Dutch tubs anymore. <laughs> I think there's eight of them uh, under Velocult. Have you okay. guys seen those? <laughs> no. Uh, Just head to the, the basement. basement of Velocult. Go check it out. <laughs> They, they, don't, they, they don't have, have a huge space complex underneath there, too. <laughs> I've, I've, right, cool. yeah. I've been in the basement of Velocult. <laughs> Just, like, tucked in, like, in the middle of the escape you know, rooms these days. Right. The funny yeah. thing is, is, like, some dude runs escape rooms down there now, like, uh, you know, for money, I guess. <laughs> so someone's going to go, they're going to hear this and, like, go looking for the Dutch tub or whatever. You know and what? And that guy's going to be like, oh, you're here for the escape room and then lock him in a room. <laughs> there, there could be a Dutch tub themed escape room. That, oh, that sure. could be a thing. Like, but hey, why would you want to? Well, I'm telling you, you, you start by being locked <laughs> into the Dutch tub and then you have an hour to break yourself out <laughs> and you have to answer Metrofeet's related uh, puzzles and questions in order to get through the first series. It, it could be a thing. We can make it happen. What bike used custom sliding <laughs> dropouts designed? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so, so a question to someone who builds their own bikes, mm-hmm. how many bikes in the quiver, or should I ask? Oh, we don't disclose that. Oh, okay. But it's quite a few. Just yeah, a quite few. a few. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, being a privately held company, we don't want to sure. our hand. Yep. Ah, uh, yes. Understandable. Understandable. Well, I guess we're not going to be around much longer. I mean, after... You know, I last, suppose not. I, I guess I meant more on a personal level. On a like, personal level? Like how many Metrofeets did you ride home and you're like, yeah, this one's staying around the house. I didn't ride every single one. Okay. I probably should have. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have more than one at our house, mm-hmm. which is good. We have the second one and probably a, oh, I don't know what number it is. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look at the serial number, but it's a 2010. Yeah. A good vintage, a fine yes. year. How yeah. many, how many, uh custom requests had you have to turn away 
Or have you had to turn anyone away? Yeah, we yeah, yeah we had to turn down quite a few. Yeah, um, just because the it wasn't going to work. It like yeah. things would get in the way of the steering, or you know, <laughs> like this is not going to be a workable bike. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we did a lot of um, spec work too, where people would say, "Okay, we don't know if this is going to work, but can you design like give us some designs?" Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, can it work? So we do some of that work too. Okay. With no promise that we could actually build the damn right. thing, and we would try so hard to make sure it work, and and. I, I I would say most of the customers would turn it into a compromised bike where they could they would get something that they almost wanted, but they would pare back some of the deliverables. Like, well, wanted. I really want this thing, but I also really really want to ride this as a bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that uh, self powered tea kettle that's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The harmonica bike. You know? Ooh, wait, was there actually a harmonica bike? Well, there was an idea of where you could build uh, into the hubs. Uh, our harmonica, like you know, oh, those ooh. tops that you spin, so yeah, it would yeah. make noises, uh-huh. and it would be at different tones and frequencies. And oh wow, yeah, okay, that didn't happen. So, 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 <laughs> so, your favorite bike that never existed, but if you had a second shot, you'd build today. Oh, the sauna bike by far. The sauna bike, yeah. Oh totally. my gosh, I yeah. can't imagine what that. That's got to be huge, though. Yeah, that was the problem. I mean, it, it was kind of a, it was basically the as close as we could get was a stand up two person, and that's uh-huh. that's it can be really cool or super awkward, right? <laughs> Don't take those turns too fast, right? <laughs> mm. If anybody, uh, sort of in the PDX scene or otherwise, if somebody was starting out down their very first footsteps towards the path of bike building, if you had sort of three words of advice, what would those be? Just build it. Just yeah, go just for it. Just go for it. Yeah. Just, you've got to, in order to know whether you can do it or not, um, you have to do it and you're going to make mistakes and it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It's going to happen no matter what, no matter how much experience you have. That sounds really encouraging as somebody who's, you know, ready to close up shop, so to speak, like your, your words of advice aren't run away. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm still obsessed by the whole the platform. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of really cool bike builders out there and manufacturers that are making cargo bikes. You know, when we started, there was maybe one um, cat down in Eugene was making the, their long John version of it. Um, and that was, that was just an amazing bike, but it didn't quite do exactly what we wanted to do. Um, and then it just blossomed from there. Larry versus Harry. Oh uh, yeah. Their bullet platform is really cool. There's a lot of other builders out there that build for it. Um, secondary OEM stuff like boxes, um, tons of different kinds of boxes, different kinds of trailers that attach to it. Canopies. I mean, black designs are really good example or black packs, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going Q. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're a really good example of a company that embraced that platform, even though they didn't build bikes and built tons of cool stuff for it and still do and are still innovating. They came out with this really cool thing that they've been asking people internally. They're like, Hey, do you want to own a cargo bike? We want to build this thing. And then you can rip it to shreds and see if it's still, you know, if it works. <laughs> right. For you. Yeah. So they're still innovating on designs. You should look them up. Yeah. See what they're doing. Oh, definitely. It, in terms of Metrofeet, so you also sort of straddled the divide or, or sort of, I guess I would say the transition between human-powered bikes and then also e-assist bikes. Do you have any insights to offer in terms of uh, the advantages, disadvantages, or, or just sort of your overall thought of where the cargo bikes plus e-assist is headed here in the next five or ten years? Yeah, um, e-assist is, is just, it's the way to go. 
uh, for cargo. It makes a lot of sense. Um, if you want to get off the line with 400 pounds, it's a lot easier <laughs> with a knee assist. <laughs> no um, arguments there. Yeah, it's, it saves the knees for sure. Um, you know, you don't want to go too fast with <laughs> 400 pounds uh, down a hill or whatnot. But, um, you know, having disc brakes and the appropriate gear to go along with that, it's just, it's so liberating because you, you're not going to go really much further than you normally would go without um, that power, um, but you'll get there um, happier. <laughs> <laughs> a little less worn out. Um, yeah. and, and that difference between, you know, when you're staring at the keys up on the wall, like, should I take the car or should I call a Lyft or an Uber or should I just take the bike? Because I know I can get there in time. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the difference. That's the key. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and e-assist is really helping with that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I don't know. It's weird. Or it's not really a bike. And like, you they know, feel like it's cheating or something. Yeah. And you know, I mean, they're, you know, everyone's um, needs are different. And for some people it probably is cheating, whatever, but. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I love e-assist. I won't get one though because if I do, um, then I won't be able to really understand the challenges of a build. Hmm. Um, so as much as I want one, yeah, <laughs> I still don't get it. So tease that out. Tell us a little bit about how that how that helps you there. Well, the mechanical systems um, underlying the e-assist um, have to be sound, absolutely sound. And so I want to make sure that when I'm riding around a fully loaded cargo bike, I understand the strains and stresses that are happening to that frame before I introduce um, additional power to it. Okay. Yeah. Is there a different, uh, or, or does, or did um, Metrofeeds offer e-assist oh, versions? Yeah. Okay. yeah. We work with Shimano okay. quite extensively. Um, we would buy different Bosch products and take off the motors <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, modify, and modify frames for folks that okay. want to do that. Uh, we work with Bionics, um, God, tons of different other um, through ebikes.ca e in Canada. What's up, guys? <laughs> um, they help us out a lot yeah. okay. on different systems, and it's constantly changing. There's so many yep. different battery chemistries out yeah. there. Yeah. That are uh, coming along. Um, there's some new solid state stuff that we'll see. In, oh yeah, yeah, about ten mm. years probably. Solid state. Uh, are you talking like graphene batteries or? Oh, like tons of different, okay. tons of different kinds of chemistries. Okay. Yeah, interesting. But, but really durable, um, not prone to burning up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not, not That's good. Prone to blowing <laughs> yeah. up. Either. Fast charging. Yeah. Um, lots of duty cycles. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. That'll be that'll be good to look forward to. Yeah, so absolutely. It's interesting that you're keeping up with all of this while still, you know, kind of closing up uh, Metro feeds. Uh, not to, I don't know, put you on the spot, but it sounds like you're you're gonna stay somewhat in the industry here. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to say. No, that's you fine. Don't. You can. No, I'm yeah. I'm just teasing with you. Well, I'm really looking forward to after 11 years. Looking forward to going out and hiking. And there's this thing. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's called biking. Mm -hmm. What? As a frame builder, one of the curses is that you don't get a bike as much as you oh, yeah. would because you're, you're busy. Stuck. Yeah, you're busy doing it. Um, a lot that, of mechanics have that same curse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, with a family and all the other time demands, you know, you can't just go out and ride for four hours a day if you feel like right. it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hiking, biking, taking the summer off is going to be really fun. But yeah, there are some other ideas that I've been working on that maybe you'll see in the future. Right. We'll see. <laughs> can, you, can you let out? I'm imagining you can't, but supposed you can. 
we'll and check any out indicators or any isn't teasers. It, yeah, check out that. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't, yeah. That, <laughs> whoa, isn't that cool? <laughs> well, like, shoot, we'll have to edit this part out. But uh, <laughs> okay, all right, cool. But here, I'll hold it closer to the mic. <laughs> there you have it. World right, first. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh man, my phone just died. I guess I can't <laughs> forward you that picture. Shucks. Oh dang it! We'll, we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes in uh, in 2028. All right, sounds good. <laughs> well, Phil, thank you for taking the time to talk with us this evening. Yeah. Well, thanks for even being interested. I mean, come oh, on, we're shutting the business down, and you know, it's a whole new <laughs> chapter. You, but have you had a lot of people like be like, "Are you okay? Is everything going to be all right?" Oh yeah, I, and mm. and it's it's surprising. It's really touching that people you know are reaching out and. Saying if you need anything, and I'm like, well, that's cool, but because if you I'm guys if you guys aren't going to be building bikes anymore, something must be wrong. <laughs> well, you know, like I I like I said in the beginning, yeah. um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had yeah. many businesses. Um, some have done really well, others have not. Kind of balances everything out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, I, I don't know. We just seem to be in a spot where it was time to clear the decks. Sure. And move on because, you know, usually it's like five to seven years is what I like to okay. do the cycle. In 11 years, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been 11 years. What you got to, you got to, you yeah. know, you got to high note it. You got to go out while you're on the high note. Right. You know? And leave them a, wanting more. It's yeah, like Vegas. We have tons of happy customers. There's a few that weren't, but sorry, guys. I mean, um, that's inevitable, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And we tried our best to make it right. Um, sure. And hopefully they're still happy, but. It kind of makes me want to ask, like, was there a customer where, like, just you tried everything and you really, really wanted them to, like, come away, walk away, you know, happy? And yeah, but just, we, just, we just couldn't deliver. Just couldn't, you know? Yeah. That's that's the long and the short of it. It wasn't yeah. their problem. It was ours. Oh, you know, okay. if you are trying to build something that didn't, didn't really exist before and you're like, oh, yeah, we could totally do that. And then you can't. It's kind of hard to take. <laughs> kind of hard to go. Yeah, I see. So, so yeah. caution and uh, discretion. <laughs> don't, yeah. um, don't promise what you can't deliver. Yeah, I've yeah. gotten a lot better at that. Yeah. Um, it's still hard not to because I get so excited about ideas. Right. And, oh, for sure. And like, oh, oh, yeah, we could totally build that. And just ask Jamie how hard that must have been uh, for him. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll sell that. And then he's like, how the fuck am I going to make that, you asshole? You know, and I'm like, oh, sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah scope is hard scope is super hard oh yeah totally poor guy <laughs> <laughs> so if folks want to follow up with your adventures uh going forward whether whether into new business or or otherwise where can people find you um just friend me um on instagram at cargo bike pdx paul david x-ray or you know pdx like portland the air- airport code and um if I so feel like it. I will allow that friendship to flourish. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'll say, nah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of posts about, I don't know, non-bikey stuff in there. But there actually, there are two posts on there of one of the projects I'm working on. So okay. Maybe, know. you know, maybe you'll see it. Tease maybe it out a little. Maybe you'll yeah. recognize it and maybe you won't. But that's okay. I'll be posting a lot of stuff there. And then Philip Ross on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Right on Facebook. Check it out. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Phil. Um, you want to hang out with our calendar? And, oh, absolutely. And yeah, All I right. got to figure out what's going on. Sweet. <laughs> Where else am I going to go to do that? <laughs> yes, we're known for our hard-hitting journalism. All right. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love don't, don't ever use that. Tim Mooney for the win. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And should you miss that, the last Friday of every month is the Baltimore Bike Party. Also speaking of Corvidae, Corvidae Bike Club Ride every second Sunday of every month here in <laughs> On June 13th, we have the Burial Beer Company Night at the Beer Mongers. Oh, wait a minute. What day is this? June 13th. <laughs> and um, on June 23rd, so that happened already. There we go. <laughs> we have the Petal Petal Ride. Yes, where... You can receive. You can still, yes, get a discount on your registration if you enter Sprocket 18 in the coupon. And code. on June 30th through July 1st, we have Hi Fi's Show and Tell Bike Party. Yes. Also on June 30th, right here in, in uh, Portland, is the Cully Park Grand Opening. Mm, that's going to be fun. Yeah. New park, Cully Park. On August 7th, we have the National Night Out. Yes. It's a new addition here. Uh, National Night Out has been celebrated across North America for on the first Tuesday of August since 83. It's a day when people hold parties to strengthen community cohesiveness and crime resistance and get to know their neighbors and local public safety officials. When neighbors get to know each other, they create a connected and safer community. Every year, more than 20,000 people in the Portland area participate. The Office of Neighborhood Involvement's Crime Prevention Program has the responsibility of coordinating National Night Out in Portland. The official date is Tuesday, August 7th. However, in Portland, residents and businesses can have a National Night Out party between Friday, August 3rd and Sunday, August 12th. So, if you're thinking of having a neighborhood uh, party, register it with National Night Out and have it on the 7th. And also on August 19th, we have the Portland Century. September 2nd, the Tour de Lab. And September 8th through 9th, the Bike MS 150. September 22nd, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Mass. And upcoming film by bike tour dates are Albany, New York of July 22nd, Seattle and Vancouver, Washington, TBD, Arcata, California of November 2018, rounding out with Bendigo, Australia in October of 2018. <laughs> I imagine there's more dates up on their site, and I haven't checked lately. This so is true, if and you're that's wondering, also okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you're wondering if Film by Bike is coming to a city near you, you should check the Film by Bike website and see. Maybe they are. At filmedbybike.org. And now for... What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? From streetsblog.org, Brad Lander Bill would empower New York City to rein in repeat traffic camera violators. And the article goes on to state the penalty for a traffic camera ticket in New York is limited to a $50 fine. That's like an hour and a half of parking in Manhattan, by the way. Uh, no license or insurance points Wait, are... A, a traffic camera ticket is less than it costs to park your car yeah it's it's like i think like 38 bucks is kind of standard for an hour wow depending on where you are downtown it's 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 not cheap folks 
Uh, and, and I'm happy to be wrong and maybe even off by 10 or 15, but seriously, <laughs> parking is super expensive in downtown I think the New point York. still remains, even if you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, $50 really what, doesn't what? sound like much for a, for mean, a traffic violation. You mean anyways. we're reading an article because people are like, well, screw it. It's just an hour worth of parking. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yep. <laughs> no license or insurance points are attached and penalties do not escalate for repeat offenses. Under the current system, motorists can avoid attention from law enforcement no matter how many camera violations they rack up. The- yeah, so this guy, Brad Lander, is introducing a bill that he's calling the Reckless Driver Accountability Act in New York City. And uh, what it is is to uh, – it's supposed to flag sort of uh, repeat offenders. Mm. And, um, this actually came on the heels of a uh, fatality in his neighborhood um, from somebody who was a re- – like in in retrospect after the investigation, they find this some, this person – was habitually running lights. Oh, really? Um, or maybe not habitually, but repeatedly sure. running lights. More than once. Yeah. Perhaps and, more and than three. And so um, I think the impetus of it is, you know, trying to keep people on on notice and saying, like, you can't just throw $50 down a hole every time you run a, a red light. Like, there's actual real-world consequences. And maybe if you're not, cognizant of that maybe we ratchet up the the financial consequences from because because the the do the right thing hasn't worked so maybe maybe we should work some financial pain into that social fabric yeah and so this is something that that when i first read this article i was like well that's dumb you can't legislate empathy Hmm. you know it's and and my instinct, the idealist in me is like, you know, that's really what's going to keep people from running stop signs or running red lights or, you know, going 50 through a residential zone. But then the experience, <laughs> the, the I don't know, the more maybe realist or, or less idealist person in me, it kind of looks at my personal experiences on bikes and, and my less than savory interactions with motorists and like maybe we can't legislate empathy but we have to do something because empathy isn't really sure happening i don't know i think this is um, a very interesting or interestingly worded bill title because it you know there's a lot of bills that are kind of like the exact opposite of what they say yeah but this one is actually exactly what it says so that that's refreshing yeah in the that's least. true <laughs> Uh, The Reckless Driver Accountability Act aims to flag habitual offenders before they cause irreversible harm. One bill would empower the city to boot or impound vehicles after five or more speeding or red light camera violations within a 12-month period. Vehicles would be released if the owner provides he or she was not driving when the violations occur, or if the owner completes a specialized traffic safety course. Sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, New York City, the greatest city on earth by some, you know, people's standards, um, has that kind of stuff down to a science. I mean, they've got tons of infrastructure and people there to help enforce that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, boots, New York. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. should work. That should yeah. work. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a downside for this, and I'm not coming up with one. You're not getting one yet. But uh you if know, you, but if, if you someone, can think of one, if someone, I was going to say, if someone <laughs> listening can think of one, please write to us. Yeah, at I the mean, Sprocket Podcast, even, is there a contest, even from like a <laughs> find a downside to this and write to us. 
like even from an equity standpoint, it still just boils down to like, well, did you run a red light or didn't you? You know, that's my hope. And I don't know where uh traffic cameras are mounted in New York, whether like, you know, if there's more in, in certain some neighborhoods than there are in others. Mm-hmm. Um but that's on its point. face, on its face, this at least seems like a good idea. Dude, that one a block away from Trump Tower is always turned off. <laughs> <laughs> the, maybe. For yeah. like seven blocks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. From bikeportland.org, a North Portland Sunday Parkways, there will be a place where, or at North Portland, Portland Sunday Bikeways, there will be a place where everyone can ride. Yes, we've talked about the Sunday Parkways a lot. It's a pretty cool time uh, where there's... The city just picks a neighborhood and creates a loop where no cars are driving. Mm-hmm. And it's open to people walking, people on bikes, people doing just any type of non-motorized yeah. uh, travel. There might and even be a beer bike there. There, there, might, even Ooh, be there might be. What this particular article is talking about is that there's they're going to um, take a small section um, of that course and set it aside for access uh, only for um, what? Are, what do they say here? Um, assistive bikes, adaptive bikes, mm. um, yeah, and other assistive devices. You know, Sunday Parkways. It's it's just an awesome time. And, but this particular one, they're like, hey, let's make it more awesome. Let's open it up to this people that we may have forgotten don't always, mm-hmm. you know, travel as easily as as the rest of us. Yeah. Absolutely. And if there's a news article that you read this week, last week, or realistically at any point in time, and you think that we should read it on the show, please feel free. Reach out. Send us what yeah. you're interested in. We'd love to talk about it and share it on air. And yeah, we, we don't actually have mail this I'm, week I'm yet. I'm something right now. <laughs> Back of the napkin. This, this love just it. happened to be a slow, slow mail week. I, I just sent this to you, but can I ask you if, uh, yeah. can I just read it to you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hey, Aaron and Guthrie, I was wondering if Dr. Z was the same person that's doing the work with the Portland bike share on the adaptive bikes. I do believe he is. Um, Yours truly, I don't know. Philip Ross. I don't know. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Well, Philip, I do believe he is the same guy because um, he's also the former chair of the ODOT Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Advisory Committee, and I believe that's who is in charge of that. I could be wrong, but I know that this is a, a pet project of his. Dear but, Aaron and Guthrie, thank you for your prompt response. <laughs> Dear Philip Ross. Ross, you're welcome. <laughs> should should put in like a keyboard effect like yeah <laughs> excellent <laughs> it, it works <laughs> so you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the sprocket podcast phil thank you so much yeah for being thanks on for showing thank you guys thank you yeah we're excited for what is to come and very appreciative of flying bikes on the with bike lasers scene and coffee town. come yes. on yes we, we look forward to it we'll hold you to that okay <laughs> and coffee lasers right mm. coffee lasers hey you know if coffee wasn't cool enough shoot just add lasers what could go wrong <laughs> ready let's do it 
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Melengard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, uh, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll John, be home soon, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zissen, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting across from me, hello, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary, Campsite Magners, David, Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, Brad Hibwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Sean Baird, oh, dang it, <laughs> Sean Baird, right Simon, into that one. Gregory Braithwaite, <laughs> Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Ricks, Ca-ca! And Marshall. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. Yeah.